0: Fresh word with reverend Today Amos. Welcome to Fresh word. We are talking about uh, prayer points of Jesus or from Jesus for his people, disciples. And we talked extensively about a lot of things. We talked about how do we pray, what are the prayer points we can use, and we saw that the Lost Prayer that Jesus gave his disciples, they were not just only something we repeat, they are actually prayer structure. What do we pray about? What are the points where you need to bring about when we want to pray in such a way that our Father in heaven will listen to us and listen and give us our request? And Jesus gave us the Lost Prayer as kind of a prayer pattern. And he says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we said hallowed be your name, that's worship. Is the first priority in prayer, is prayer points in worship. And your schedule must include worship. And he said, your kingdom come. We must pray about the gospel of the kingdom, God's kingdom established on the earth. And he said, your will be done. We must pray by the will of God for our lives, for our home, for our future, for our career. Not just doing our own thing in life, but asking for his will. And when we do this, life can take on a new dimension entirely. And we also saw that the will of God, God wants all men to be saved and to come knowledge of the truth. That is the will of the Father. And they want all men to see Jesus, believe in him, and continue in him until the last day. So we pray that will of God. And we saw that also, he asked us to also pray, give us this, they are deliberate. And that's praying for material provision, material needs that we have, good things we need for life. We can ask him. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And so today we are going to the area of the next prayer point. It says, forgive us our debt as we forgive you know, Jesus died for our sins on the cross and he gave up his life that he might secure forgiveness for us. He shed his blood and now he's made us righteous and we are his people. But we are still human beings in this world. Our spirit in man has been made righteous. But we still have our body and our mind that are not perfect yet. And so we still, some once in a while, fall into sin and mess up. And do something wrong. But when that happens to us, we are not finished. Let's look at 1st chapter 2, verse 1. It says, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Oh, I love that. Thank God for that. As Christians, we are not yet been able to live without doing anything wrong. We still have some failures. Some moral missteps and some mistakes that we do, and we, like James said, he said, Many of us we offend in many things, and we can do wrong things, we can say wrong words, we can act wrongly. Those moments, what do we do? Thank God that is forgiveness of sins. He said, Forgive us our sins. So we should come to God for forgiveness, and remember that you should also learn to forgive others too. Christ was talking about. You must learn to see that the way the Father forgives you is the way you should also forgive other people too. If the Father sent Christ to the cross and forgive you, you should also see that you can also offer forgiveness to all. Because the same blood was shed for you and them. Praise the Lord. We'll look at that another time. But we're talking about you for forgiveness as for forgiveness from the Father. And then so forgiveness is important for us today. And because we are not perfect. And we must learn to clear the guilt and remove the sin from our lives. Let's go to First John chapter one. Will give us more light about this. Let's read verse six, chapter one, verse six. The book of First John it said, "If we say that we have fellowship with the Father on Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin." If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Did you do hear that? If we say we have not sinned, now, we are now righteous in Christ Jesus and we have been forgiving our sins. But listen to this. As Christians now, You notice that sometimes you do something wrong toward God and toward men. What do you do about that? How do you bring it up? Let's go back and read something that was prophesied in the book of Psalm. Listen to this. Psalm thirty-two, verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Okay? He's forgiving us, he's giving us righteousness, But it said there must be no deceit in our own spirit. That means we must be able to own up. Look at next verse. Verse 3 says, When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Now verse 5 says, I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause shall everyone who is godly so I pray to you. Praise God. Did you hear that? So he said, When I do and acknowledge my sin, I, 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 I begin to feel uncomfortable and I begin to feel groaning within me. I feel guilt all over me. And day and night, I feel like I see God's hand is against me. But when I confess and acknowledge my sin, you forgive my iniquity. God said, If we confess our sins, First John chapter 1, verse 8. And verse 9 and verse 10. Verse 9 says, if we confess our sin, it's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Whatever stain has come on us, Or righteousness will cleanse us. So it's a vital prayer point to confess your sin. Now don't wait till tomorrow and then start remembering. Anytime you sing, that prayer point is fitting there. Oh God, I just messed up. Forgive me. I did something wrong. Oh, that's just lustful thought. That's just lying, that's just stealing that's that's just envy and then you acknowledge it and then you let it go and you don't hold it to your heart let it go and don't hug you when your spirit when your conscience convicts you that moment, just admit it and say Lord, I'm wrong here and get it off your system that is important for you so that Satan will not have anything to accuse you with and they overcame it by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony Testify that God shed his blood through his son, Jesus Christ, and you are forgiven, and then color that sin and confess it. And then Satan has no right to hold you to it. Praise God. You know, when you confess your sin, there's no more deceit in your spirit. Hallelujah. Let's look at something Jesus said about prayer. And this is vital for us to learn from. In Luke chapter 18, he was talking about how do you pray well. Listen to this. I love this. Chapter 18, verse 9. Also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. You know, when we talk like the we think that, you know, I'm righteous. I don't do anything wrong. I don't have any reason to confess my sin before God. Let's hear what Jesus said about them. He said, two men, verse 10, look 18. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself. God, I thank you. I am not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithe of all that I possess, and the tax collector, standing afar off, will not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the tax collector, went down to his house, justified other than the other man, the Pharisee for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted you see, you have no pride when you sing, confess it look at this Pharisee I fast twice a week, I give tithe he's bringing to God his spiritual CV <laughs> he's, he's proving himself to God but the tax collector just came and said Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive me He his ways and his wrongdoings you know We are all but nothing except the grace of God. It's just Jesus that brought us in. We never qualify by our own merits. And we must acknowledge that when we come in prayer. Lord, I don't have any of my own righteousness. I don't have any of my own blamelessness. It is the righteousness of Jesus. It is the blamelessness of Jesus I'm counting on. And I'm coming to your presence in that blood. Cover and wash that blood. Praise God. In that vein too, remember others who sin. So you can let them go too. Because you forgive you, you can forgive others. Praise God. Glory be to God. We will see the other two prayer points of Jesus in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Fresh Word. We are talking about the prayer point of Jesus or from Jesus to his disciples. And it gave us this prayer point, what we call the lost prayer. It's actually prayer point or prayer pattern from Jesus. He was telling them that they should pray, knowing that the father knows what they need before they ask him. So he gave us a preview of knowledge that the father has concerning our request. And in that, what we call lost prayer, he gave us seven prayer points there that we've been looking at. We said the prayer. The last prayer goes like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. First prayer point. Second prayer point, your kingdom come. The third one, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the fourth one, give us this day our daily bread, material provision. And then the fifth one, forgive us our debt. And the sixth one, lead us not to temptation. And then the seventh one, deliver us from evil. Praise God. And we're looking at all these points to use them in prayer, to guide us in prayer. So it's not just, we don't need to repeat that prayer, lost prayer, like a parrot, but we can use that lost prayer, what we call the lost prayer, actually to be used like prayer patterns to pray with, to look at what I should pray about. So when I'm thinking, what should I pray about this morning? O? I should put worship. I should pray about the kingdom of God. I should pray about the will of God. And my material provision, my daily bread. and. Forgiveness of sin, praise God. And then, you know, temptation and leading of the Lord and deliverance from evil, praise God. Let's look at, today we've looked at about five of them and we are going to the sixth one today. And the sixth one, it says, let's look at this in the Bible, Matthew chapter six, verse uh, 13 says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and amen. You know, this prayer point was given to disciples before Jesus died on the cross. And then Christ already died, dead and risen from the dead and, and is alive now. it's in heaven. And we can still adopt this prayer point to use today as his Christian, as his people, as believers in Christ Jesus. And of course, it's a little bit modified because he had gone to the cross now. We can use it. And so let's look at, he said, do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Let's look at the sixth prayer point about temptation, about test, about trial. You know, this is a little bit confusing. Don't lead us into temptation. Wow. What does that mean? Does that mean that God will take us to temptation? You know, this is prayer that you are affirming to God. You are telling God your request, that God, for me, I'm asking you, this is my request. I want you to guide my feet away from evil. That's what you are saying in essence. Or from temptation rather. Lord, I want you to lead me away from whatever will trap me. In my life. In my mind. In my home. In my business. In my work. In my going out. In my coming in. Lord, I as I'm going to do something, I'm going for this project, as I'm going for this issue, as I'm going to do that, Lord, I want you to guide me away from whatever will put me into trap and whatever will put me into trouble. Praise God. Let's look at this in, in greater detail. Even in the life of Christ himself, Jesus. You know, when we talk about temptation there, it's just more than just Temptation. It means that something trying to get you to do evil and forsake God and don't follow God's plan. When we are in that kind of situation where we are being forced to compromise, that's, that's temptation. And, and there has so many traps in this world. Social traps, financial traps, emotional traps, family traps, spiritual traps career traps to just want to you know dislocate us from our place in God and so Jesus said to his disciples make this your prayer point Father guide me away from temptation and let's look at how himself applied this prayer point let's go to 26 Matthew let's explore it Jesus was going to the cross but he began to feel some sense of trial look at 24 26 Matthew verse 36 then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Wow! Jesus was sorrowful and deeply distressed. Listen to this. Then he said to these three disciples, my soul is extremely sorrowful even to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. Wow! So there are times in our life that we come to that point of sorrow and it's so down, even almost death. In those moments, what do you do? This is where this prayer point kicks in. Lord, guide me away from temptations. That's a tempting point for Jesus. He said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray. He put the nine there. And I took three with him and opened his heart some more. He said, my soul is extremely sorrowful. Even unto death. Have you been in that kind of condition where you're just confused and down and depressed and so sorrowful, even to the point of death? Paul said one time he was in that he was even despairing of death. He was so desperate he was thinking of death. Let's read that one in chapter one, Second Corinthians. Listen to what Paul said about this kind of moment in his life. Hallelujah. Listen to this. In verse eight, that's uh, chapter one, Second Corinthians. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Wow, we tired of life. Jesus was pressed beyond measure to the point he was so sorrowful even unto death. This is where this prayer comes in. Lord, lead us not into temptation. So he went a little further and fell on his face, 26 Matthew, verse 38 now, or 39. And he prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak uh-huh. we got it now there's a place of prayer in our lives you know we can pray for God's kingdom, we can pray for his will in our life we can pray for our bread to be provided, pray for want to forgive us but Satan wants to willy us and destroy us And he has come to steal, to kill and to destroy how do we escape his trap is for us to be alert in prayer to watch in prayer to see and say, Father, show me the way, so that I will not fall into temptation, I will not fall into a trap. The enemy want to trap you, want to put you in bondage, they want to even take sincere things to dislocate your life. So you start praying. Jesus got to this point, say, Father, you know it's your will for me to go to the cross, but I'm so disturbed right now. Maybe you should take this copy with yourself. Nevertheless, let your will be done. See, Jesus was praying, was expressing his heart to God, was crying out to God in the hour of temptation. I say, Lord, take me out of this, but let your will be done. There are, there are points in your life where you'll be so pressed. You'll be so discouraged. And as prayer point you can pray. Lord, lead me away from this. Get me out of this jam. Show me the way. In fact, I love the way it's, it's put in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Listen to this. No temptation has overtaken you, but it's common to man? But God is faithful; He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will also make the way of escape that you will be able to bear it. See, when we don't see the way of escape, our temptations we fall, we mess up, we become embittered against people, against God. But when we see the way of escape out of the trap, we can be delivered. Praise God! Praise God! I want to remind you that there's a way of escape from your father. I want to show you the way of escape. So pray, Father. Lead me out of this temptation. Lead me out of this problem. Lead me out of this mess. Give me a way out. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us away from temptation. Lead me away from trials. Whatever will trap me, whatever will hold me back, whatever will stop me from being my best, Father, lead me away from it. Whatever at work that's a temptation, that's a trial. Somebody is troubling. Somebody is giving you. Somebody is tempting you. Somebody is trying to relieve you. Somebody trying to hold you back from your due right. Go to the Pharisee, Father, Father. Deliver me. Show me the way out of this. Show me what I can do. Show me the way of escape out of this trap. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And the next prayer point goes with it. Deliver me from evil. Deliver me from evil. Deliver us from evil. We need to pray that. He's our great deliverer. He knows how to deliver the righteous from temptation. Praise God. Let's look at that in our next episode and close about this prayer point of Jesus or from Jesus for his disciples. Thank you for listening.